Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman with you. Labour caucus met this afternoon. Chris Hipkins is to stick around in politics. Andrew Little retiring. What Labour needs to do now. That just after four. Also, could this NFT craze, non-fungible tokens that swept the art and investment world, be over? A new report estimates 23 million NFT owners hold assets of little or no value that today. New Zealand's fiscal look with the incoming government. We talk about that. And Iron Maiden coming to New Zealand. Are you a super fan? Do you have the T-shirt? Text me. Plus, apparently, baking soda and vinegar isn't the miracle it's portrayed as when it comes to cleaning. This is a recent article. News to me. So our question of the day is this. What is a stain removal hack you swear by? Ballpoint pen off white pants? How? Wine off carpet? Crown off walls? Text me, 2101. You can email at the panel at rnz.co.nz. Our panel today, Sarah Sparks, founder of Sparks Consulting, serving cup of Māori, equity and justice issue tenakwe. Sarah, great to have you here. Kia ora, Wallace. And it's always such a pleasure, a little bit of added pleasure, because why? You always bring a cane basket with you. We don't deserve this. It's my koha for the kaupapa. Ginger Crunch, here we come. How about that? With us is Connor English, Director of Silver Eye Government uh, Relations and former CEO of, of Federated Farmers. He's already tucked into the Ginger Crunch. Welcome, Connor. It's a very nice Ginger Crunch. Get actually, it, Connor. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. No, you've got to get it right, don't you? Anyway, great to have you both in the studio. Mm. Connor, it's good, good to see you. I haven't seen you for years. So, yeah, it's been a day uh, Yeah, lovely to see you in person. To this, ever taken kids on a tramp, ever wrapped dough around a stick, Set up that pup tent. In an age of phones and tablets and on-screen learning, a new book aims to inspire children beyond the couch and into the great outdoors. But is it safe out there? I'm not sure if it is. Award-winning children's author Gillian Candler worked with the New Zealand Mountain Safety Council on a new book, Mia and Leah Go Wild. Gillian, welcome to the show. Kia ora. What inspired you? to write this? Um, Well, my two passions are tramping and nature, and I've written quite a few books about nature, so it was time to give tramping a go. Um, And I've always um, wanted to somehow find a really interesting angle for the book. Working with Mountain Safety Council Mm. gave me that angle, safety in the outdoors. I love this, particularly because my wonderful parents did so many great things, but sitting at home in Manarewa, tramping wasn't one of them. Uh, yearned to wrap a dough around a stick. Did you go tramping yourself as a kid? I did a very small amount of tramping when I was a child. My parents were immigrants into New Zealand and didn't really get into the whole tramping thing. Um, but as a child, I did a few things, and I really was a teenager when I started doing a, a bit more tramping. Very good. We've got a panel with us, Gillian. Nice message here, isn't it, Sarah? It's fantastic, Gillian. Well done. I remember going tramping with my father. He was in the Air Force for 35 years and was a PT instructor and used to actually get flown into the middle of nowhere uh, and uh, with with young uh, training officers. And so he used to take our family and my grandmother and my mother 
uh, and my siblings and I on tramps and loved it. So when I read this, I thought that it's really important in this age of um, getting a balance, you know, for, for parents and caregivers, getting a balance between technology and gadgets and fostering that deep connection with nature, with Papa Tuanuku. So um, what I wanted to ask you was, uh, have you got any tips, you know, for the likes of parents who haven't sort of ventured into tramping with their kids? <laughs> yeah, it's really important. In fact, I have had quite a lot of parents say to me, well, how do I get started? Mm-hmm. What do I expect? And that was kind of in my mind as I was writing the book. And um, I think it's why we devote a whole page to creating scroggin to take with you. <laughs> Food is so important. <laughs> take snacks oh. and take warm clothes. And I think the most important thing is to find something to make it fun and find something that's really manageable and don't overdo your first tramp. Don't take them for hours and hours. Just make it short. Kind of going, getting out there with some scroggin. A glass of, uh, <laughs> and, and, and some water. It's all you need. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, being and, out there and a, and a, something warm. Yeah. No. No. I think it's uh, wonderful to be encouraging our kids to get out and, and amongst the bush and nature. And we're actually really fortunate in New Zealand because we're, it's so accessible. And uh, you know, particularly in Wellington, where I'm based, you know, we literally walk off our back lawn into oh, wow. into town belt. So uh, yeah, I think it's a, a great thing to encourage. And, and it's good to have those sort of survival skills, you know, a bit like man versus wild, not quite as extreme as that. But, <laughs> you know, if, if you know how to handle yourself in the bush and the weather, you know, we are a, an island that's got pretty uh, challenging weather from time to time. So it's as well as enjoyable, it's also can be uh, helpful to your survival. It's a fun book, but there's also a mess, there's more serious messages out there, including Connors, including Sarah's, but it's also, you know, um, getting that appreciation of the beauty around us. And that is in the bush, right, Gillian? That's right, and that's one of the things that we really worked on is to make a point of why are you going into the bush. And one of the things is to see all this wild and beautiful biodiversity that we've got. So we've got little animals dotted through the book and and encounters with flora and fauna on the way to give a real purpose for why the children are out there in the first place. Well, it helps your inquisitiveness, doesn't it? And your curiosity if you're going in and there's all sorts of different things to look at and learn about. So, no, good on you. I think it's a great thing to have Connor, can you light a fire from scratch in the bush? Uh, If I've got some matches, I can. What about you, Sarah? Uh, I'm very badly, but I can pitch a tent very there quickly. There we go. Mm. That's and a, do a bivvy. Dad taught us how to make a bivvy. That's more a skill. You can put gumboots on. Yeah. That's <laughs> an, <laughs> um, what do you hope, because uh, you were potentially going to make this book about a disaster, but you made it a happy journey instead, Gillian. Yes, yes. Well, it, it did occur to me to make it about a disaster because uh, that those sorts of things do seem to be attractive to um, in terms of storyline and plot. But I was really keen for the family to have a successful tramp because I felt that was more likely to encourage children and their parents to actually want to give it a go themselves if they could see success and what it might look like. Gillian, I had another question around um, with parents taking their children to explore nature. You know, as a writer of this book, were there any specific sort of lessons or values you hope that they'll gain from this type of experience? Yes, very much a sense of care 
and curiosity at first, um, but getting a sense of wanting to then care for what they find and see. And and that's why we've all, some of the adults are actually taking that approach in the book. So we've got a the children encounter a tra- someone who's trapping for pests. So they get to that angle comes into the book as well. Yeah, I just love this. Kay says, outdoors, join your nearest scouting. Oh, you know, I can't wait to take uh, little Junior on our first little wee tramp there, uh, Gillian. Uh, just finally, I've got to ask you, what about you? Do you have a favourite tramp? I do. My most favourite tramp ever was the Northwest Circuit on Rakiura, Stewart Island. It was nine days, and it was just a most amazing adventure. You know it, Connor? No. I oh, know Stuart Island, but yeah. um, a nine-day tramp's a long way to tramp, isn't it, to carry that's, all the food? And, okay, that's not yeah. going to happen in my household. <laughs> <laughs> An overnighter at best, but nine days? What? Yeah, it was a lot of food to carry. Unbelievable. It's almost ten days, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, lovely to have you on, Gillian. Thank you. That's uh, Gillian Candler, who worked with the New Zealand Mountain Safety Council on a new book aimed uh, at um, inspiring kids to get out there, get off your iPad and into the bush. Now, I'm loving your today's question of the day. What are your stain removal hacks? Uh, your little tips that you can give the nation. Sawdust is very good for getting vomit off shirt and is already scattered conveniently on pub floors for face and shirt application. I'm going to ask, what pubs do you go to? And I've got a really good one for ballpoint pen off white pants. So keep those coming. Text me, 2101, your stain removal hacks. But now it's time for... I've been thinking that our panellists reach into the heart and tear out their soul with something very special. That's quite dramatic, isn't it? It's very <laughs> for dramatic. A, for a Tuesday. <laughs> I might edit that. Anyway, go, Sarah. So I've been thinking over the weekend we had the election. But I also, and within our whānau, my beautiful 22-year-old daughter, Ella, had her birthday, and she lives in Dubai. And we have a tradition in our family, me being a baker, that I bake a cake for everyone's birthday, and she wasn't here. And it got me thinking about the election because there's a metaphorical connection around new members of the house entering and getting the ingredients and baking it right. So I've been thinking about... You know, the flower, and the flower's like a foundation, like the solid constitutional legal framework, right? And then the eggs being the diverse constituents that are coming from uh, across the motu, you know, and coming in to be uh, uh, members of parliament. And then the sugar, sweetness in the cake, we're hoping that they are going to be sweet, or at least um, the end batch will be sweet. And then the egg is your, what, your Chris (laughs) Hipkins type of person? I wasn't saying that. I'm I'm being very, um, very well mannered here (laughs) in terms of physical descriptions. And butter being, it adds richness and depth to the cake. So we want the politicians to to bring their valuable expertise and, and have a mixture of depth, people who've been there a long time, people who are obviously newbies that are starting like first day at school. Um, and baking powder, obviously, the, that leavening agent, that symbolises the aspirations of all the elected Wonderful. MPs when they come in. And the oven. 
Now, we've got to get the temperature right. Okay, so the legislative process and the formalities in creating and passing laws and actually getting it together in terms of agreement, we can't have that too hot or it'll overcook itself and burn the cake. And we, at the nice. end of the day, we want a perfect cake. You want a perfect cake? Oh, so that's, that's what I've been thinking about. So you've got that really high sponge cake with national and you've got a, what, a flange for labour? No, I'm thinking of a cake for oh. a, a combination cake for... <laughs> to symbolise oh. the house. What would that look like? <laughs> Picture that. What would that look like? And then the icing. What are we going to have on, on top cake, of the icing? <laughs> yeah. Fruitcakes uh, don't have icing, Connor. No, no. <laughs> Get your no. cakes right. Yeah. Nice one. I'm loving it. A bit of thought's gone into that. All right, kia ora. All right, uh, Connor English, I've been thinking. Uh, well, look, I've initially been thinking about my uh, brand new granddaughter in, born in New York, uh, Arabella. Uh, so she was born about this time last week, so oh. I've been thinking a bit about her uh, and the world that she's going into. But but I've I also been thinking about the election and just I've actually got a lot of admiration for all those people who put their hand up on in whatever party, you mm-hmm. know, right across the board, and there was sort of literally hundreds of them, and just the fact that they've, you know, signed all the paperwork, stood up, become part of a party or otherwise, you know, independent, and said their piece and participated in democracy. Now, whether they got there or not, uh, I just think they should be patted on the back and admired. And having a go. Yeah, for having a go and wanting to, you know, have make 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 their contribution to our society. So I've been thinking, you know, and it's the same for the people who perhaps leaving Parliament today, uh, who've been there. Um, you know, they've all made their contribution. Yeah. I think in a very genuine way. I've never yet met a politician in New Zealand who's not genuine about their good intentions for the country. Really? Yeah. Hand on heart? Uh, uh, well, yeah, I think so. And and I think we're fortunate in that. They just have different perspectives on how you get to somewhere. Um, so I've been thinking we're, we're really fortunate to have a population of people who stand up and, and participate because a lot of countries, you can't do that. And it's a democracy, isn't mm. it? Yeah, mm. we had someone on talking about living in a dictatorship who said, be happy, be very happy. Hey, wonderful I've been thinking. Your stain removal hacks, I need them. Keep them coming. 2101, the panel. I'm NZ National. <laughs>